we're, we're Kano. And you're listening to Eurovision Queens. Let Eurovision Queens begin. Welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast exploring and celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. Hello, I'm Andy, and baby, it's kind of crazy. How else to phrase it? With you, I've lost my senses. Good. And I'm Ryan, and if you've never done anything like this before, then you haven't been alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about podcasting. <laughs> Hello from a very miserable Leeds in West Yorkshire. We were in bloody Copenhagen last On Friday, Friday and it was boiling hot sunshine. Yeah. And we've come back to the UK and all this done has rained on us and been miserable and cloudy. Not happy. No. And you caught the sun as well before. I, no. I, oh. I immediately turn, what can I say? <laughs> it's one of my superpowers. Yeah. But before that, we were in London. We were. And this is the first time we've been able to talk to you about the London Eurovision Party. I know. It was quite a while ago now, but when people like... listen. Yeah. But we went on the first night of our London trip. We went to heaven to see Kano. Who are now pretty much official sponsors of the pod. Absolutely official sponsors <laughs> of the pod. They knew exactly what they were getting into when they recorded that piece. <laughs> <laughs> but did we know what we were getting into when we entered that room and saw them in the flesh and just like, oh. you know, we didn't lick Tom's face. Pretty much. But yeah, we had we went for the VIP. We did the meet and greet. The we accidentally... full VIP experience. <laughs> <laughs> we accidentally got the first slot. So we were in the queue and they called us up. <laughs> no, they called us up. No, Tom came out of the door looking and sexy as fuck and called and pointed at us and basically <laughs> beckoned us yeah. to his den. Yeah. yeah, number one fan and you. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a lot of leather going on, which Alexandra commented on. Well, she enjoyed our, that we were dressed very similar to them. So yes, that was exactly. good. So we, we, were... we looked like the fourth and fifth members of Kano. Yeah, <laughs> as it should be. Correct. <laughs> But we weren't groupies, were we? We were quite good, really. As I said, we weren't too licky. No. <laughs> well, and Tom waved at us the second day. Oh, too far spoilers. Into it now. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were awesome, weren't they? They were amazing. They were so good. And there was a few other surprise guests that night in heaven, wasn't there? We had Laurel, who didn't sing sober from Melfest. No, oh, but who I spotted in the queue outside, and I was like. Oh, Isn't yeah. that Laurel from Melfast? Yeah, and, and you were was. like, don't be stupid. I was. <laughs> it was so but, rude. And then you were like, it could, does look like her, though. Yeah. Because she's got a very distinct fashion sense. Yeah, she has. <laughs> um, we also saw Michael Rice, who was the UK Eurovision entry with Bigger Than Us a few years ago. And he also performed Tattoo by Laureen, which was amazing. It was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, and apparently he'd only learnt it the day before. Yeah. But he was very excited to do that. So yeah. that was that was cute. And then there was some Icelandic entry who we didn't know, but he was tidy. <laughs> I went to the loo. <laughs> anyway, we can't spend too long talking about Kano 
or indeed the next thing we went to, which was the amazing non-stop London Eurovision party, at which we saw 21 of this year's finalists. And Kano, and who Kano. opened the whole okay. damn thing. Yeah. And Set the bar so high. And other Eurovision <laughs> entries. But what was amazing, we'd met Tom the night before. Mm-hmm. And he was at the side of the stage, quite a long way from us. Yeah, like, a good 25 metres 25 or so. 25 metres. And then we noticed... And he saw us and... And he's waving. Well, he's waving. We were sort of properly eyeballing him. Yeah, but like, then he started waving he started, really sweetly. Yeah. Like, so we are now his best friends. Yes. Just so you know. He and I feel, like, I feel like we've now moved it on to more of a sort of like, just a friendship. It's out of that sexual plane. <laughs> <laughs> Into something more meaningful. Yes, it's deeper. <laughs> I wish it were. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, we saw Kano again, but then we had the full Eurovision party experience. Now, we, we haven't got time to talk about all of it because this episode would be three hours long. It would be almost as long as the actual London Eurovision mm. party. But seeing the songs, the performers singing live in such a brilliantly energetic... Well, I, I tell you what, I've got three of my highlights in this episode anyway yeah so i can talk about them then but yes. i know that your one of your main highlights was vesna so i feel like you need to just i was I, I was so happy to see vesna perform um my sister's crown i just turned to you and said what did i say this is my best night ever or something, <laughs> something like, like that it's just the way they were moving i really connected with the the woman who does the rap first mm-hmm. and I, I was smiling going yes and she was <laughs> smiling back and it was like there's a real connection that was the thing we were front center at the yeah. party so we literally i every single artist they all saw us they had no yeah, choice so we paid extra for the early entry which yeah. we completely would recommend mm. it was definitely worth the extra don't tell money. them that we won't get front and centre next time oh yeah no it wasn't it good was at shit. all don't do it don't do it yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest fear that we had of the night was when this crowd of Croatians turned up behind us in a big party and they started singing to every song that was playing before the actual acts came out and they were so loud. They were so loud. Uh, well, they, they were singing to the music before the acts came out. And we we're like, oh, this is going to be tricky. But in the end, they were fun. It was good. And they really shouted out... Um, Let Three. Let Three when that one came out. So that was good. Mm. So, yeah. So my highlight was definitely Vesna. And I thought they were did a brilliant performance. I'm so pleased they got the staging right. I hope they wear costumes that are, you know, a bit less contemporary on the night. But honestly, blown away. Who was your favourite? My highlight was Monica from Lithuania, and she came out with the London, London Community Gospel Choir. Yes, yeah. but we were. She came out and did her sound check with it in front of all of us because they didn't have time to do it. So we got to hear it twice. Oh, so, so that was an extra bonus extra for us. Yeah, it truly was. But there's some really nice surprises. Like even the songs we were looking forward to, we enjoyed. Like I, for instance, um, I loved the San Marino guys. They did brilliantly. Yeah, um, I don't think there was anyone that we didn't enjoy no really not Mm. so good and the ones that i hadn't previously rated suddenly blew me away like blanca it's not my sort of blanca paloma it's not my kind of song yeah but the outfit the presence when she sang just yeah you could hear a pin drop couldn't you yeah if that's not top 10 i don't know what's going on I'm getting far too emotionally invested into 2023 at this point (laughs) it's gonna be rough not any bad songs well then maybe there's two (gasps) Yeah, so 
I don't think we can talk any more about that because we need to move on to the songs. We need to move on to semi-final two. That's why we're here. Semi-final two, part two. We're starting at song nine. We're going all the way through to 16. Then we'll have covered all the semi-final entries. Yeah. So without further ado. Yes. On with the show. It's time for that familiar anthem. Actually, <laughs> can I interrupt this broadcast just to give out some love to some people on Twitter and Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had such lovely engagement over the last few weeks. Ever since the party, it feels like we've connected with more people. I know it's Eurovision season. Yeah, there's a real buzz now, isn't I just there? wanted to thank people for engaging with us and retweeting and liking. So I've got a list of a few people. It's not everyone. If you've not been mentioned, we still love you. But... It's just these people have been really just obviously out there for us. And it's been lovely. So these people include Tony E.S.C. Videmont, or S. Videmont. Also Greta Tood, Duke of Preston, The Wind Machine Podcast, Xiao Chan, Orlidsky, Ria Hashtag E.S.C., One, Ellen, who is at collect underscore 1D, Emily, who is at M-I-I-L-3-Y's, Greedy for the wise there, who is a big Pasha Parfany fan. Samo Mi Saspava, not that one. Zoya Moazes, and our good friend Rylan, who even liked one of our tweets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've arrived. We have. Thank you, everyone. And sorry if we didn't mention you. Okay, we are moving straight on to song number nine from semi final two. And who is it? It's Blanca with Solo. Singing for Poland. with Solo. Now, there's no question, is there, Ryan? I know they called you Ryland. That <laughs> <laughs> This is perhaps the most controversial entry of this year. Yeah, and it's got so much... Well, it's got people talking, definitely. Yeah, well, I put a tweet out the other day on behalf of Eurovision Queens, which was basically saying, I'm kind of guessing that most of you don't skip it when it's in your Spotify playlist. You dance along to it, you sing along to it. There's mm-hmm. not this hard skip going on. But honestly, five or six people got very angry about it one person said oh this is a sweeping statement and it was like no it's just a kind of suspicion calm down Mm. 
So for those not in the know, this had a controversial journey to victory and its national selections. Yeah. So there's stuff around who was in the jury. Apparently Blanca's choreographer was one of the jury. Stuff around rule changes. The result anyway was felt to be corrupt and yeah. not true. And it wasn't the, like the televote. So I guess Poland aren't behind the song. Well, but... certainly Polish Eurovision fans are. It'll probably be like anything else. Most people probably don't care. Well, that's just it, isn't it? Like on the night, people won't know about all the stuff going on underwater. And they'll yeah. just see yeah. the swan yeah. going out. So I think the full results weren't shown for every competitor. So, yeah, there's been a lot of um, anger. But a lot of it seems to be like projected anger and like not necessarily knowing all the facts. And whatever has happened, for me, it does feel like there's too much hatred being put onto this young female singer. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, doesn't deserve the sort of vehemence that people are projecting her way. Mm. I mean, I, I guess to summarise it in the shortest way possible as an outsider as well, mm. so I don't know the ins and outs of everything there, but it, it feels like this has been bought, like her entry has been bought by like daddy or something. Mm. You know, that that's mm-hmm. the implications mm-hmm. of what's going on. And okay, you can't tell me that that's never happened in sort of Eurovision history before mm-hmm. or, you know, something along those lines. But the fact that it's not being let go and this is all that anyone's talking about with this is just, it's really toxic. Mm. It's getting beyond sort of like a, yeah, I don't really like this one. It's like... <laughs> and that's all you need to say. Yes, you want things to be above board. You don't want corruption. But there's always been corruption at Eurovision. Always. Last Was it last year when they had to take aggregated scores from other countries because there was about three juries mm. that weren't, you know... There was suspicious group part, voting, part wasn't there? what Eurovision is and always has been. I mean, the Greek Cyprus 12 points every year, the Spain-Portugal 12 points. It's always there. Mm. I just don't think it demands so much fury especially because it is just one of those songs that gets under your skin there's no you know okay it's not like a contender for the top five maybe no but it still it deserves its place at eurovision yeah and we happily sing along to it and we saw it live at the melfest pre-weekend and whatever you think about a national finals performance the performance that she gave at that club for the melfest weekend was so good wasn't it yeah like I mean she kind of won us over didn't she really yeah. because she had that sort of sass yeah like that early naughty sort of yeah. energy of a female singer and it, it, it just had a, an effortless cool to it yeah and she had her like double denim on yeah. and her dancers and you know it was all just really cool it was fun yeah and, and I you, think you everyone did, you did immediately say I don't think that's getting through but I think <laughs> didn't you but I do think that... Um, but it has it, since it's got inf- under our skin. It, it is a bit infectious. We noticed after the London Eurovision party, all the acts, this was the first song that was put on by the DJ. And literally the whole place erupted and everyone danced to it. Yeah. So whatever your feelings, people like this song. And it's got that... Deal with it. It's got that hook aspect to it as well, hasn't it? Like... You almost can't say the word baby anymore without going, baby. baby. <laughs> you know? And it, and that's doing its job for yeah, it. it. So yeah. I think when regular people watch this, they'll enjoy it and they'll probably vote for it. And they won't think anything about, you know, they won't know anything about the other stuff. It's this deep dive that Eurovision fans do. Mm. And 
It's just the it's the reaction. This is a total nightmare. This is an evil travesty. It's like or like we're all embarrassed for there's, you. There's and other stuff things going like, on in the world rather than whether a song wins a a, comp- a song competition. And it's it gets it gets you going. You can't say that this song doesn't just kind of make you move your shoulders or something like that. Exactly. And it's a fun song. And I think the people who are skipping it, I'm sorry, you need to get a life. <laughs> they just need a little bit more joy. They do. Honestly. You can separate it, surely, from... Anyway, that's enough talk. That's enough solo <laughs> talk, isn't it? How about some Blanca talk? Do we know anything oh, about Blanca? Oh, do we know anything about Blanca? We know so much. Let me tell you about Blanca. There's so much to say. Blanca Stagio, probably. Um, known mononymously, I like that word, as Blanca. She's a Polish singer and model. And she was born in Szczecin to a Polish mother. And she works as a model. And a Bulgarian fatherman. Fatherman? And a, fatherman. Bu- and a Bulgarian father who works as a rich businessman. There's the mm. link. Rich businessman father. But she did release, she released her first single at age 13, which was Strong Enough. Is that Strong Enough? Is it that? Yeah. Possibly. I don't think it's that one. Yeah. Isn't that Cher? I don't know. In 2021, she participated in Top Model, a Polish reality show. She was one of the 10 competitors at the Polish final. And as we said, she won fair and square. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes. I also wanted to say that according to Blanca, the song solo is about a relationship that is a one-sided sham where one loses their head for someone. Yet the other person in the relationship is playing with them. Ryan. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So she's saying it's worth being alone and that's okay because we get to know ourselves better. The other person may not be the best person for us. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to listen to Blanca on this one, surely. Are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. This is going to be an awkward rest of the pod. I'm going solo, solo. <laughs> right. Moving on swiftly to song number ten, and we're off to Slovenia with Joker out and Carpe Diem. We are. So that was Joker out with Carpe Diem for Slovenia. 
And all the girlies love Bojan, don't they? Yes. And some of the men. <laughs> <laughs> they performed very well at London Eurovision party, didn't they? They they it was like a like a little concert. A little concert. This was their concert. Yeah, because they came friends. out and they did like their newest single or something like that, yeah. and there were a couple of people at the front that knew it all, knew all the words, yeah, yeah. and they were just blown over by that. But they they seem very modest about coming to the UK yeah. and being like, yeah, nobody knows us here. Yeah, they said they could fill, they could fill a pub. Yeah, that was, that was it. Clip, yeah, yeah. What do you think of the song? I really like this chorus of this song so much. It's good, isn't it? Such a good chorus. It's got that sunny sort of summer indie vibe, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, you want to drive fast with the windows yeah. down, that yeah. sort of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've grown to like this more and more. When I heard it, I liked it the first time, I have to say, which is in its favour, because that's yeah. very important when it comes to Eurovision. But I think it's just got a cool vibe. They're a young, cool band. There's a lot of indie influence there. We're talking about when we're watching it, The Killers, and you mentioned Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's now sort of music, but also kind of a slight throwback to sort of that. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, could yeah. be a bit of anything, couldn't it? Could, it? it could really. But it's a lot of fun. They perform it with, with real commitment. They enjoy it. Yeah, that's the word. They like the getting the crowd going, don't they? Mm. Poor Bojan, of course, um, famously left his luggage behind. <laughs> How do you do well, that? After the London party. Yes, and had to go back home via Milton Keynes. There's a very sad Oof. picture of him on the Milton Keynes train station. I've been on that train station. I feel for him too. Mm. No one wants to have to go to Milton Keynes. No, no, no. <laughs> so the members of Joe Crowd are Bojan, Jura, Chris, Jan and Nace. And they're all very pretty. They said of this song that they wanted to translate Slovenian to a universal language of dance and entertainment that all countries understand. And I think we do understand it. Mm. And I think that's an important thing to say about the London Eurovision party yeah. was... The, Paddy, Paddy O'Connell. Yeah. So Paddy O'Connell came out and he kind of did a quick poll and it was like, cheer if you like songs all sung in English. Yeah. And, it, and there was about five people that sort of clapped yeah. politely. And then it was cheer if you like songs in their native yeah. language. And everyone and, went mental. Yeah, and it's really good for that because, you know, you don't really hear that much, especially in, like, chart music. And I know that my Spotify recommendations have exploded with so many different recommendations now. Have they? Based on my Eurovision. Has your Spotify exploded? Yes, it has. <laughs> well, I nearly exploded it with that stupid new home screen that they forced on us all for a bit. He was so furious. <laughs> Thankfully, it's gone back to the good old ways. <laughs> Oof. But that's for another podcast. <laughs> it's the, the Ryan Rages at Spotify podcast. Ryan Rages at. It'll be yes, a whole it's series. Ryan Rages at. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> but yeah. my point was... Oh, yes, tell us. That it's nice to have a song that's celebrating its own language as well. Yeah. So don't be such a bitch about people singing... I was just backing up your point that you made. <laughs> I know you were. And then you started attacking me. I'm trying to have a fight in the locked room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay we think this is good we think it'll qualify did we say earlier i think blanca will qualify i think uh, yeah i think blanca's going through yeah we think poland and slovenia are going through who is next my love <laughs> wow so up next we're off to georgia yeah with iru singing echo
that was Iru singing Echo for Georgia. Now, I remember when this one was first out, everyone was like, oh, this is amazing. It's going to do really well. And I think it was the same time as Brunette came out for Armenia. And there's a lot of excitement. And people were saying this is going to do really well. But since then, it's kind of faded back. And I've not heard anyone talking about it. Is that because she's not doing any of the parties? Possibly. Possibly that. Um, what do you think of the song? It grabs you right from the get-go, doesn't it? Mm. And it, it like it that the opening just gives you no room to breathe. Mm. It like screams at you, mm-hmm. and it's a song that's very theatrical. So I think it's going to do really well on stage. Yeah, but it's not one that I would listen to in the car. No, it's too much. It yeah. kind of suffocates you with its power. Yeah, yeah. it's just. It needs a bit more resting space in there or something like that. I mean, her voice is amazing, but... I think it all depends on the staging. Yeah. This could be a proper blowing everyone away moment. Mm. It's not a secret. You know, it could really, like, with all of the billowing stuff that you've got in the video, if they can somehow transfer it onto stage, it could be really huge. But I don't know. But then the song is so big that it needs to... It it doesn't need too much because it is going to be too much. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's got a very good position, I would say, in the second semi-final. So, you know, it's a place where I think it could be voted for from song position 11. Yeah, and it's sandwiched by two rock bands as well, isn't yeah. it? Which is quite an interesting one to yeah. sit. So it should stand out. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to know a bit more about Iru? Yes, because I knew nothing. Well, full name, Irina Kekanovi or Chekanovi. Born in 2000. <laughs> she was a member of the girl group Candy that actually won Junior Eurovision in 2011. So she's oh, already wow. won Eurovision. Okay. There you go. Um, she won the fifth season of The Voice in Georgia. And yeah, she's had five singles. And she was born in Tbilisi. But then everyone from Georgia is from Tbilisi, in my experience. <laughs> so, yeah. That's interesting to know that she's been to Eurovision before then. Yeah. And won experience isn't it Mm. might count for something so that's Iru with Echo for Georgia where are we going next Ryan next off we're heading to San Marino we have Peaked Jack singing like an animal
that was Pete Jacks with Like an Animal. It certainly was. We just watched the London Eurovision Party live version. We could see ourselves from the set. <laughs> you could see me taking photos of the lead singer. He was quite hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really feel for this band because San Marino has been at the bottom of everyone's list, 37th place. They even tweeted recently, they said, could please you stop just tweeting pictures of leaderboards with us in 37th every single time? Really? Yeah, they're just so fed up of it. It deserves to be better than 37th, in my opinion. Absolutely. I really like this song. I think it's really good. I think it's really tight. I think his voice is amazing. Yeah. They were amazing on stage. They've got such chemistry. Yeah, they have. And that, the um, vocal range that the singer's got at the end there with those notes is so good. Mm. Yeah, they were really great fun. I think there was an element, there was a, there was something hanging over the performance a bit like Wild Youth that they thought, well, we know we're not going to qualify, but we're having fun, we're good musicians, and we've got a good, we've got a decent song. I think it's better than We Are One. Oh, God, absolutely. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't have put this 37th. No. It, not even close. No. Um, but will it qualify? I can't remember what's in the beginning half of this episode now, <laughs> but... I I really like this one. Yeah. I want it to qualify. Well, I've got a theory about the semi-finals. Can I just get into this now? Go. So, semi-final one. Yeah, you've got some big, heavy hitters. You've got Norway, you've got Finland, you've got Sweden, you've got Czechia. There's so much good in there. Yeah. And then, so everyone's saying, like, the semi-final one, it's really hard to qualify from. I kind of don't see it because there's only... Isn't it only four songs that don't get through that one? It's five. Five, is it? But for this one, I feel like it's closer between everyone. I think there's more flexibility for people to get through. Yeah, it's a bit of a coin toss, isn't it? But everything's kind of good, so it's actually hard to work out which we'll get, which we'll get through. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some lots and lots of good songs, whereas I think there are some stinkers in semi-final one, in my opinion. Don't make me say what they are. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of goodness in here. It's a really great variety show, I think, semi-final too. Mm-hmm. There's usually a weaker semi-final. I don't think this is weaker. I think it's just different. Yeah. I think more of my favourites are in semi-final one. But there's so many in semi-final two that I am just as happy about putting on my playlist and listening to constantly, you know? Yeah. So, Peak Jacks were formed in... 2006 in Tuscany in Italy. Their members are Andrea Lazzaretti, Francesco Bini, Tommaso Oliveri and Marco Sagaramella. And yeah, they're an indie rock slash funk rock band and they deserve more love, quite honestly. They are accomplished, they're good looking and they're a lot of fun. Yeah, the two guitarists, because they played two oh, yeah. songs, didn't they, at, at the London yeah. Eurovision party? They and they were like, make a circle, make a circle. And their two guitarists got out in the crowd and they had like a little jam face-off yeah. sort of thing, didn't they? Yeah. Right in the centre. And that just had so much energy in it and that was so much fun. Yeah. So, you know, they, they can work a crowd. Absolutely. So, whether they get through is another matter. I think, as I say, it's... It's a strong field. It just hasn't got the favourites in it, but it's still going to be really hard to qualify in semi-final two, in my opinion. Mm. However, the next song, I think, is probably the only one in semi-final two, which I'm absolutely certain will qualify. And it is... Austria, and we've got Taya and Selena, with Who the Hell is Edgar? 
Taya and Selena with Who the Hell is Edgar? Oh, one of my highlights from the London Eurovision party, yeah, honestly. It was the first one to be played, wasn't it? Of, there was of, of the, the 2023 yeah, yeah. alum. It was, and it was so good. They were having so much fun. The graphics were so good. And then when I tweeted <laughs> one of the pictures, the guy who actually was responsible for the graphics said, yeah, we had fun building this one, yeah. which is cool. They're so good, and it really brings so much energy to it as yeah. well. This is kind of like the most memeable song from this year, isn't it? It feels like the most... I think this is like the subwoofer of the year. Yeah. Will it do as well as subwoofer? Will it do better? I think this is going to do better. So do I. And I also, like, I didn't realise until the party that this is a commentary on yeah. the um, state of music at the moment in terms of streaming and royalties. And that's what the 0.003 is about. Yeah. Because that's what you get per stream. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Now I really understand. didn't understand. You know, I don't know enough about Edgar Allan Poe to be like, maybe that's a verse or a thing or something, or I don't know. Well, he's a famous writer. I know that. Okay. Is there something about ravens? Um, do you oh, okay. Do you know anything about Edgar Allan Poe either? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell is Edgar? Who the hell is Edgar? So the reason that it's Edgar Allan Poe who is cited in the song is because famously Poe as an American author turned right into his day job and the decision caused him to have a relatively tough life. I'm reading from a website. <laughs> <laughs> but it was about how he, it was a struggle for him to live off poems and stories. Um, yeah, famous for poems like The Raven. Mm. So, yes. The only thing I know about that poem is that it was a, a Halloween episode of The Simpsons used that. No. Yep. Quoth the raven evermore or something. Mm, yeah. Nevermore something. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Why, you little... Oh. Ah! Yes, all of that. All of that stuff. Apparently, the song was originally called Who the Fuck is Edgar, but it was changed because it wouldn't have been eligible under Eurovision rules. Oh. And that was what the producer said to them when they started using Edgar Allan Poe in their song. So we're both absolutely certain that this is going to qualify. I think this is going to go top 10 ultimately mm -hmm. possibly way higher than that yeah i also just like the style of it because they're very they seem very black white and red and that was what they had on the stage there and that's what they've got in all their promo images i think it's very sleek and very stylish very cool but also shout out to the daphne and celeste reference of it all how do you mean well it feels very daphne and celeste doesn't it 
Oh, and, stick you and your mama too. And your daddy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they walked. So that Taya and Selena could run. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Eurovision Queens. Why not come and have a conversation with us on Twitter at EuroQueensPod? Or if you're on Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens, where we're uploading lots of very exciting reels. On both of those, there's also a link in our bio to our Spotify playlist for everything that we've played in the show so far. Back to the show. Next up, we have Albania and Albina and Familia Kalmendi singing Duya. So that was Albania's entry. What do we make of that? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Gloves are coming off, listeners. Well, I mean, it's good. But it, it honestly, I cannot tell you what this one is. Like, if you held a gun to my head, couldn't, could not sing this back to you. Really? At all. Couldn't even hum a bit of it. I think it's quite memorable. Do ya, do ya. That was terrible. Um, I think it's got something about it that is quite sweet because it's a whole family on stage. But I think the problem is they're not all as confident as the lead singer. The mother's good. The father looks like he'd rather be down the pub. The the brother definitely doesn't want to be there. <coughs> and as the, as the other sister who's like looking around like she's going to be arrested any minute. So it's kind of <laughs> slightly Yeah, it kind awkward. of, it doesn't add enough no, it, it to, to have yeah. that family element to it it's taking away from it a bit more yeah but yeah this i mean everything about this feels eurovision of 20 30 years ago to me i really so you think it feels old yeah that's a problem for this song then this is a very good position for it to be though third last of the night surely this will just get all of the votes no i don't think it will (laughs) 
I don't. I, I, I haven't got enough to compare it to, but like yeah. in terms of the bigger picture of Eurovision. Yeah, exactly. I just don't know if it's got enough of a point of view. It yeah. feels like it's trying to do things that have already been done before. Okay. I think it's quite a good entry, really, for Albania. I mean, it's never going to be my favourite Albanian entry. It's never it's ever going to beat that, which is in his uh, Shahini, which I loved from 2008, Image of You. Oh, I think it was 2008. Glorious. Anyway, it's a strong entry, I think, for Albania. One of the problems was it was the first song that was released that was going to be one of the finalists. And we're like, oh my God, no, this isn't great. Mm. I think it sounds better now than it did when I first heard it. But maybe that's just familiarity. I think the other part of it is we're judging it off of something that's got live, a yeah. full live band. Yeah. So everything is competing for every bit of your attention in terms of the levels aren't polished enough. Yeah, I'd agree. So I don't think it's going to get through. No. But I can see lyrically and composition-wise that it, it's a good Eastern European song. If there was a jury vote for yes. the semis, this that is another one that's going to... right. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Now, the next one absolutely rocked our world, didn't it, at London Eurovision Party. This mm-hmm. is the penultimate song of semi-final two. This is Monica, don't know how to pronounce the surname, Linketa, singing Stay for Lithuania. Sadness with me. I hit it well since 16. And all the crying, all the fighting, you keep putting out the fire that burns so bright within me. As I look back through all these years to broken dreams, disguising fear, being someone that I'm really not. Just This is Monica singing for Lithuania previously in the song contest with the song This Time, which had that bit where it went one kiss. Which was great. Loved yeah. that. That placed 18th back in 2015. This is a very strong entry from Lithuania. The song Stay, sung by Monica, with, when we saw it at the London Eurovision Party, the London Community Gospel Choir. It's a bloody belter, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it's one of those ones that it's just grows and grows and it just grabs you and it's just, yeah. It's one of those songs that isn't, this isn't my sort of song, but... There's something about it that I just love so much. Actually, that's true. It really isn't one of your sort of songs, is it? No. So the fact that it's pushing through and like one of your favourites. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. I just remember that when they came out and did the sound check, I just had the biggest grin on my face. It's like, oh my God, well, this is going to be so good. Yeah. And we get to see it all over again. Uh, yeah. Definitely one of the standouts of the night. And it's hard to see from its position of going 15th, that penultimate place. I think that's a really strong place for Monica to be singing from. I think it's going to get lots of votes. I think it's going to easily qualify in the top 10. I hope so. It's one of the ones that like people, are, I don't know if they're talking about it that much. Or I don't know where it is on everybody else's lists and mm. things like that. Not that yeah. that matters no, in one bit, really. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so emotionally invested in this one. And like her vocals are great. The song song's great i love the layering of the sort of the um choir aspect to it even in the um national selection where she's Mm -hmm. got the five backing vocalists that are all brought in together in that circle similar to um so dad so dad that sort of style yeah i just think there's so much power in that sort of communal voice yeah it was such a powerful performance when we saw it i can't see how it can't be powerful on the night i think it's going to do super well Mm. And just also just a little shout out for her coming out and having to do a little technical run and being like, oh, we're we're just here. We're just doing it. We're just blocking it. We're just testing it. But, you know, she was that crowd was massive. And she was just, you know, she had us all in the palm of her hand and she wasn't even trying. (laughs) If she properly belts this out, as she will, I can't see with the right staging, with the right sound that this isn't going to blow everyone away. Mm. And it's going to be so simple and elegant on the stage, I Can think. Can you imagine it's if this have... actually pushes through and wins? I wouldn't be mad about it. No. I wouldn't be mad. I'm just going to check the app to see where people are putting this one. The semi-final <laughs> two. So you've all got the My Eurovision scoreboard app. They've got it in eighth place. Oh, okay. So they've got it qualifying. So we now have Rocking Us Out to finish the semi-final from Australia. Voyager with Promise. <laughs> Have you ever done anything like this before? Have you ever done anything like this before? If you've never done anything like this before, then you haven't been alive. Have you ever shut all the open doors? Have you ever just walked out and grown? Have you ever just lost your mind when you tried to unwind? Or are you coming right back for more? I'm not usually a fan of rock songs. Straightforward, up and at them rock songs like that. But I love this song. Mm. And particularly after I saw them live. Yeah, they were another highlight for me. I kind of liked this. 
but I was a little bit on the fence with it. But seeing them live, absolutely, I, I'd kind of die for them at this point now. Oh, really? <laughs> wow, that's strange. I think just because they're like, they just come across as like a little bit silly and a little bit weirdos, but... Yeah, they're actually not taking themselves too seriously. And that's one of my problems with rock bands is when they take themselves too seriously. But I feel that they're just having the best time and they want us to have the best time with them. Yeah, and I think there's also because they competed last year... Yeah, with the song Dreamer. To represent Australia yeah. and didn't. And I think because they came back, they're like, no, we want to be in that Eurovision yeah. family. Uh-huh. And I think that's endearing. It is, yeah. Two of my tweets went really viral. <laughs> Possibly three, if you count the Korea one. But I keep saying Korea, it's Korea, I'm sure. Anyway, the second one was the Blanca Paloma one. Yeah. Which was, uh, it was just the perfect angle, perfect lighting. But this one about... The Voyager that went mad was about the Voyager guitarist, Simone Dow, who is apparently a rock legend. I didn't know. She's from Falkirk in Scotland. She now <laughs> lives in Perth. And she is just a fucking amazing guitarist. I, I remember her being on stage and I was like, take pictures of her. Yeah. She's fucking amazing. Yeah. And I didn't know why. But then, uh, yeah, it was just, she was so cool. She was. And yeah. that, that tweet went mental. <laughs> yeah, because people think she's cool. I was like, why is no one talking about her? And then suddenly everyone was talking about yes. her. Yes. Yeah. I think even like, did was it Wee Wee Blogs that retweeted it? Or was uh, it the London Eurovision Party? I think it, was it was one of those maybe, two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was cool. So, shout out to Simone. I really like the lead singer, though. He really was flipping, put everything into it. And he's also a lawyer. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's the one that's a lawyer. Didn't know that. Yes. Oh, we're coming together with all the facts today. <laughs> I didn't even need Wikipedia for that one. Wow. <laughs> so, the members of the band, Daniel, Danny, Estrin, I think that's the lawyer, Simone Dow, Scott Day, Ashley Dudecourt... That's a good name. Oh, Dude Court. Dude Court and <laughs> Alex Canlon. But they've been going since like 1999. Wow. So they've had loads of different members. They're kind of an established band. They've had some success. But as you say, they desperately do want to be in Eurovision. And that showed that night. They loved yeah. it. It was so fun. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've had a little dabble in their back catalogue. Oh, and you? it does sound fun. Yeah. It does sound like this, but cool. And it's interesting because, like, when you compare this to sort of like the Swedish Melody Festival in with Smash Into Pieces, yeah, I think they were just a little bit too serious. They took themselves far too seriously. Even though there was a guy with a LED mask on, uh-huh. but this is just—it has that right level of a really good, powerful rock song, but there's yeah. just. With a little bit of humour in there. Yeah. This is the last one out on semi-final two. And it's going to rock it out in style. I think it's going to get a lot of votes. I think it's going to get through. I hope so. Because I feel like Australia is starting to lose a bit of momentum. Oh, right. And I think they always bring something unique and different. Yeah. I think it's got a good chance. But there are two other bands, big bands in this semi-final. You've got Slovenia. Mm. And you've also got Pete Jacks. A lot of people think they're not going to do well, but I think there's, you know, it's it's a shame they're all three in the same one, in a way. Yeah, but I don't think that cancels them out. No, neither do I. Good. I'm <laughs> glad we agree on that. <laughs> the last thing I want to do before we say goodbye from this last of the semi-finals episodes is just to go through both semi-final one and semi-final two to look at the acts that the Eurovision community together, collectively, feel are not going to make it. Mm-hmm. So that we can either agree or disagree. Well, I'm already angry. <laughs> okay, we should. <laughs> so, how are we going to do this, Ryan? I think we should say who we think isn't going to get through, and then who the community don't think is going to get through. Mm-hmm. 
So this is who we don't think are getting through in semi-final one. Yep. Azerbaijan, Ireland, Netherlands, Switzerland. The last one is a tough one, but we think it's Latvia. And we think that Portugal's Mimikat will sneak through. Mm. But that is so close, that, yeah. those two. Yeah, I think so. So that's our view. What do collectively the Eurovision fans think about this? They agree about Azerbaijan, Ireland and Switzerland. But they have, also in the bottom five, Croatia. I think just Duh, a, novelty no, value absolutely. a novelty value alone they'll get through. They also have Malta. No. Yeah. Which, honestly, I know it's song too, as we said in our earlier episode. We just love this song. We think it's going to make it. I think the only issue is that the chorus doesn't have enough vocal in it. Oh, wow. Okay. But I fucking love that song. <laughs> I easily put it above Portugal, Netherlands, and Latvia. That it's, it's, I'd put it, yeah, easily. Yeah. So we disagree on two of these with. But but the two that we disagree with and the two that they disagree with are sort of closely, yeah. other than Malta being like our second. Yeah. Like the the other two are, I think, is it Netherlands and Latvia yeah. that, that they've put through that we haven't? Yeah. So they've got them as close for yeah. us to put through. Yeah. So now let's turn our attention to semi final two, which we've just been covering in this episode, the second half of. We think the ones that aren't getting through are Gustav from Belgium, Theodore Andri from Romania, Albina and Familia Kalmendi from Albania, Pete Jacks from San Marino. I have said Dilja from Iceland mm. and Iru from Georgia. Yeah, but I think I think Iceland is climbing up the table, possibly. Yeah, going through. I mean, at the bottom then and there we've got Estonia, Alika, we've got Cyprus, we've got Armenia. Then we have Blanca. Yeah, we've got yeah, it. we've got Blanca. We're yeah, putting her through. Yeah, I'm sorry. So who do the community now, think is going to get through? This is quite interesting. Because there's a very strong difference of opinion here. So, they've got San Marino at the bottom. We we like the song, but we don't think it's going to qualify. Romania as well. But look at the difference between Romania and San Marino. Why is there so much hatred there? They say Poland's not going to get through. I think that's more about just not liking what happened. Yeah. Albania, they agree. But then they've got two of our absolute favourites in the bottom six. They've got Denmark and Greece. No. She's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> We brook no refusal. That's nope, just absolutely not. Greece is one of the best entries they've had in years. And Denmark, we just love that song from Riley. So it's kind of interesting. I'm a bit confused about all of this. They've got Georgia way up in fourth. They've got Armenia in third. Um, they have got the winner as Austria, which we're kind of on board with. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we disagree more strongly. But only time will tell. This does fit with your theory of it's so close with all of these that it could go anyway. Yeah, I do think so. I do think that semi-final one is more straightforward. Yeah. There's a few more obvious duds, I think. Whereas this one, I think there's far fewer duds. Mm, interesting. So, that is all we have time for in this episode. Next time we'll be back, we'll be looking at what, Ryan? The Big Five. The Big Five plus. And last year's winner. Yeah, plus Ukraine. Mm. Yeah. So there'll be six songs that we'll be covering in detail before we actually have Eurovision final. Can you believe it? I can't believe it's almost coming up like this. Because I feel like we've been living this since January now. We have. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it being over. <laughs> yeah, and it's also losing those people from the semi-finals. It's well, going to be tough. We don't lose them, though. We still have them. We have the songs. They're not going to die. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be weird that ha- having that horrible taste in your mouth when they've been relegated. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Because they all are such ambassadors for this year's contest. So many great performances, so many great singers. It does seem like a really good group. And I've been turned around on this because I remember when we had our interview with David Allwood and he said, oh, this year's a really strong year. At that point, I still wasn't into all the songs. Mm. And I was like, is it? (laughs) Is it? Yeah. But now, honestly, we've talked about so many great songs over the last four episodes. And yet there's still some amazing ones from the big five, Mm. aren't there? So it's such a strong year. And the longer we spend with these songs, the more we're getting emotionally invested in them as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure we'll continue this conversation on Twitter (laughs) whether you agree with us or not. But this is how we found the second half of semi-final two. Mm. So all that remains for us to do is to sign off with our socials. On Twitter, we're at EuroQueensPod. On Instagram, we're EurovisionQueens. And on email, EurovisionQueens at gmail.com. And that's the first time I've remembered to do the socials without <laughs> being prompted. <laughs> well done. And there was a bit of wine there. I did say socials. Socials. <laughs> socials. <laughs> well done, baby. Babe. <laughs> yeah, well done, baby. <laughs> You're kind of crazy. (laughs) Okay, until next time, I've been Andy. And I've been Ryan. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them. 